we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. There is none like you, Lord. There is none like you, Lord. Ah, 
Rakaya Ababarimrosaya Rikine de Bose de Bandarabrosa Jeberi Rimrosa de Dabarramandosara Caramandos de Rapacura Se prende de Brosa Oh, shit. 
so much for the opportunity to stand before you and minister and my prayer is that it will be perceived as his work and not my work and that God will shift us and take us somewhere because this is a place where so much is poured out but this is my prayer that whatever will be taken shall be taken and it will be for his glory oh lord i thank you i give you praise father speak to our hearts i continue to pray speak to our hearts i continue to pray in Jesus' name amen praise the lord um to thank God for the opportunity for men to share this week and, and also run the services. Um, we, we thank the leadership, we thank the pastoral team, and we, we thank the father of the house here. Um, it is such a privilege, and all we are doing is to um, give what we have to you in Jesus' name. I'd request you to take your seats in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. This is my first time here, standing here alone. The first time we were asked to share, um, I thought to myself, um, what does John say? John 2, when, when they asked Jesus to do something at the wedding, he said, my time is not yet. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And my wife at the time was pregnant with something she needed to share. So I said, uh, please go ahead. And it was such an easy thing. So she went ahead and shared. And later someone told me, days later, that one time they will smoke you out. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and praise the Lord. And here I am now. And she can't be here by any chance, it's men's week. So I don't know how God does it. <laughs> so there is no other, um, there, there's nowhere to run. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> but I'm so grateful to God that I'm here. And um, there are a couple of things I want to share with you. Um, as the Lord gives us the grace, I pray that we will understand very well. Praise the Lord. Yes. Um, 
I was trying to avoid the word arise and shine. And I thought I was going to say, I'm not going to say it. But then I knew I would fail at the first attempt because you can't say that I won't say arise and shine and you not have said it. But uh, there are questions that have come to me lately because when people come here to share, they share about the theme of the year which is arise and shine. The way my wife and I at home took the message was like, this is the food that the, the Lord, our Father in heaven, has given to the Father of the house here to give to us. And um, we, we need to get our minds in this food that we may get the best of this food. Praise the Lord. So we, we made all efforts to put our hearts in line with the message that God was giving us at this time that we may make sense of it. Praise the Lord. And later on, as um, the Lord gave us more people to come here and elaborate the same message, make it clearer to us, a question came to my mind. And this was the question, after you arise, then what? It was quite easy to know you shine. Why do you shine? The glory of God is risen upon you. And then after you shine, another question came, then what? Praise the Lord. I don't know if this has ever come to you. Then what? After you shine, then what? And it went back to the things that were upon my heart. Are we shining that we may be celebrated? Are we shining that people might see what the Lord has done in us. Usually that is always to our own glory, although we hide in the umbrella that this is God's glory. But we know that this is to your glory. I mean, this is the system of the world. They celebrate people. Praise the Lord. So having this, I, I thought to myself, no. There's got to be something else that God is up to. Praise the Lord. There's got to be something else that God is up to. We arise, then the glory of God shines on us because the glory of because our light has come. There is an element of time in there. Our light has come. Has come. Praise the Lord. What was before, what what, what is going to be after? So knowing that, I, I say to myself, what is the purpose of this? And what do we arise in? If you may notice, the Bible doesn't say, rise anything that you have. Rise your business, rise your, rise anything. It says, arise. It's got to be you. Praise the Lord. So I thought to myself, okay, why do we arise? Praise the Lord. And then it came to me that when we are born, we later get saved. And when we get saved, we still stay here. Praise the Lord. We don't leave when we get saved. Why don't we leave when we get saved? Why doesn't God take us out? Because the Bible says that we are like sheep among wolves. Praise the Lord. We will open some scriptures to read and um, have this word in us powerfully. We are... The Bible says that Jesus said that I send you out as sheep among wolves. Praise God. Um, this is Matthew 10, verse 16. 
I send you out as sheep among wolves. If we are sheep among wolves, why would the Lord really risk the sheep? Why would the Lord risk his sheep and not take us out the time we get saved? There is a purpose. Praise the Lord. There is something that was resonating in me for a long time. Wondering why do we get lost and lose this thing that we were born for? There is a reason why you were born. There is a reason why you were born again at the time you were. And there is a reason why you didn't die. Just last night, we got news of someone's passing. A believer strong in a certain church. A very powerful pillar in that church. And it was an accident. And we were just thinking, okay, how could this really happen? So, a car just rolled back and she wasn't looking and then... It just sandwiched her between a pole, and it was a very bad incident. And everyone couldn't help it. The entire church is weeping where she comes from. But we are alive, and we live in the times we live, and we got to have this question in us, why do we live? Praise the Lord. Why are we born again and we are still here? Praise the Lord. Yes, there are so many reasons that may come to you, but I want to remind us about the will of God. There is this thing that he desires. When you read Matthew 10, um, verse 16, he says, I send you out. Um, I want you to mark the word I send. I send you out. I don't know how many of us are still on the mission, but he sends you out. Praise the Lord. He says... Um, in, in verse 6 of the same book, Matthew, um, chapter 10, he says that go and gather the lost sheep. Of course, he was telling them the lost sheep of Israel because the procedure was Israel first. But now we know that we ourselves were lost and we are here and we weren't Israelites. So this is now open. So he says, go and gather. Let's stick to go and gather the sheep because that's the commission right now. Of course, when you read also Matthew and um, 20... 28, you get to see the great commission. He sends us out. Praise the Lord. I want to bring back to our remembrance that God has a will for us and the general will is that the world will be saved. Praise the Lord. God's general will is that the world shall be saved. When you read, um, I've already seen this scripture. Many people put it on their cars and buildings. Um, it's um, in Timothy. There is a scripture in Timothy that says that he wills that everyone will be saved. First Timothy. Um, First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Praise the Lord. First Timothy 2 verse 4. The Bible says, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth? Praise the Lord. The one who created us, God the Father, desires that all men be saved. Praise the Lord. All men. All men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. There are two parts to this. Be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You will see that the cycle has to go on. 
When you come to the knowledge of the truth, you won't keep it within you. Praise the Lord. I want to think that most of us are already at the stage of where we are saved and we are coming to the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. When you read on, actually, it's, um, it's very important for us to read on here. Verse 5 says that there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be tested in due time, to be testified in due time. Praise the Lord. When, God gave, when Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all, to be testified in due time, we, we need to know that we need to get this message out to the people. This is his heart. When he says, I send you out, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Why does he send us out? He sends us out to go that we may gather the lost sheep. Now we are not talking about Israel alone, but they are the lost sheep in the whole world. Praise the Lord. Of course, we get to see the boundaries break. We get to see the walls broke, um, fall down when, when we read more um, after his resurrection. Praise the Lord. So we, as believers that have Christ right now, have to have this mind that always we are on mission. We are on mission, always. I remember one of those times when we wake up and pray in the morning, God spoke to me and it was so strong and he told me that he wants me full time. And this wasn't about full time ministry. It was so clear. When God speaks, you always get to know the context. But he needed me full time. And what was this full time? This full time was me doing that thing that I was doing full time. That it wasn't something that I was just doing for a time. What was this thing I was doing? There was this culture that we developed home. And we developed because of where we are here at church. And I know some of us also have it. You wake up in the morning before dark. The Bible says way before dark. And you pray. So we wake up in the morning. We go to our place, which is not our bed. And we pray. Praise the Lord. Yes, not, not, not besides the bed. We, we go and pray. So you find yourself praying even for hours. Of course, at first we, we would pray, saying, okay, I'm going to pray for an hour. He said at least one hour. Then later it catches you, and you pray. And before you know, it is bright. Praise the Lord. So God was asking me to do this full time. And I knew he was shifting my mind from doing this thing for a reward. Because at first it was more like a reward thing. You're doing it, that probably you will get a reward. You're doing it, that probably things will work out for you. You're trying to prepare that day. You're trying to command your day. Praise the Lord. So, because we are doing it daily. So we are commanding that day. Praise the Lord. You're trying to make sure that the day is clean. You're trying to make sure that things move on well. Because you have a testimony. The days you miss it, you get vulnerable. Praise the Lord. There is that thing that you know within you. When you miss that moment of prayer, you get vulnerable. You find yourself lying and you be like, oh God, I thought I was over this. You find yourself doing sorts of things that you, you know you shouldn't be doing. Or you even delaying on your tasks. 
and you're like, oh God, this shouldn't be. This is not me. At least this is not the ideal person I'm supposed to be. So I was doing that so I can maintain a certain kind of momentum in God and maintain a fellowship. I always did that and it was a nice thing and it was quite rewarding in that sense. But then I hear this voice of God telling me, I want this full time. Then I realized, okay, things were flipped. The full time that I give to the other side is supposed to be part time. And what I do for God is supposed to be the full time. Praise the Lord. This is supposed to be who I am. Always on. And when you go through scriptures, it, it keeps telling us, pray always. There is, yes, um, somewhere, First Thessalonians maybe. It is plain as that. Pray always. I need to find that scripture. Because it's so, yes, chapter 5, thank you. Verse 17. Pray without ceasing. And what does that mean? Okay, we might think this kind of praying thing is for intercessors. This kind of praying thing is for certain pastors. But this is what we are supposed to be. Praise the Lord. So when God was asking that, that I wanted full time, I realized that he needed me full time and it was just shifting my mind. This is not just something that you do for a time. This is something that's supposed to be who you are. And when you do that, when you live that kind of life, you'll find yourself living in another realm. And it's not that your life is going to be magical, your life is going to be um, mysterious or anything, but it's just that you live connected to something different. Praise God. And this is what we are supposed to be. Praise the Lord. So God was bringing me there, and from that time, I have been shifting my mind so that this can become my new nature. Praise the Lord. Now the risk about this is the moment you miss it, you might mess up so badly. Praise the Lord. And of course, you get to realize this yourself. I, I want to, to tell us that out of this, you get to have this mind of God with you constantly. You get the mind of God about the things of the world. You get the mind of God about the things that he's doing through you such so that you don't miss anything. Praise the Lord. Everything is done in that context of this is what God wants and that is what God desires for me in this area. Praise the Lord. So I want us to read a scripture that is going to, to encourage us. If this is the mission of God, that all men be saved, how does he achieve it? The Bible says he has given all men gifts. Praise the Lord. This is in Ephesians 4, verse 8. That he has given gifts to men. And we know that these gifts are supposed to, they are supposed to help us or they are supposed to fulfill what God desires in our lives. Praise the Lord. These gifts are also evident in the things we take on even as careers. Praise God. But of course, um, we know about the fivefold ministry that is um, very well put in scripture. And that, that is um, 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, verse 28. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 4, 28 12, um, 28 tells us about the, 
the ministry, the fivefold ministries um, that we're supposed to, to find ourselves in. And then we move in that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I was banking on the media. <laughs> Let me get there quickly. Um, the Bible says, verse 28, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after the miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administration, and variety of tongues. So um, we get to see these in the Bible. And these are gifts that God has given us. And why has he given us these gifts? Because the Bible says as every joint supplies. We are the body of Christ. Praise God. So we walk in these things and we ought to know these things. We ought to know what our calling is. Praise God. You at least know and walk with that. I got to know my calling when I was, um, I think, around 13. So we had a preacher who came in school. We were privileged. I was privileged to be born in S1. So a preacher came. Actually, no, this preacher was one of us. He was in senior for another time. He was a pastor. And in our school, we, we could put on shorts. So he used to tell us that sometimes I'm late for church, and I've just come from school, and this used to be like Wednesdays. Then he would just go sit over at the pastor's um, seat, which was on the platform, and he was in his shorts. But then he was a pastor ordained and he was preaching. So he, he one time was led by the Spirit of God in the sharing, in the fellowship at the time, and he was, he was led to pray for people to receive um, their callings. So we were there. I, I got myself hungry. I said, God, I want to know my calling. I want to know what you've called me to be. So I waited. He could move. The power of God was strong. He could move from places. He could move in front, back, moving as he would see people. Then I was also very, I was um, waiting patiently, very expectant, knowing that he's going to come to me and say, this is your calling. So the service was done and nothing happened. Praise God. Then I went over to him. I said, I need to know my calling. And then he closed his eyes and prayed. He prayed for a long while. I thought he would just know and tell me. So he prayed, he prayed, he prayed, he prayed. I also kept on waiting. My spirit was waiting. So he prayed and then he sang a song. It was still... He was singing this song. I will be still and know you are God. I will be still and know that you are God. And that became like my signature song. I kept on remembering that song. Then later he told me, you are called to be this. And ever since that time, everything in my life has been aligned to that calling. Before I was, I was desiring to be a certain person in the world. Because once you enter school, S1, they ask you what you want to be in future. So you put that there. So I knew, yes, I will be that, but this. Everything I knew, okay, I will be that, but this. There was always that, but. 
And that bad was the, the knowing within me that there is a certain call of God upon my life. And that thing influenced the way I did everything. Praise the Lord. The, everything that I would do, I would put in line with that. Praise the Lord. I don't know how many of us know the call of God upon our lives. Because we can't be in such a church where we receive such a word and just be mere Christians. Praise God. I don't know, but me, I get to the thinking that this church is full of ministers. Not ministers like ministry in church, but just pick a random person who is regular and take them elsewhere. They're going to be doing great. Praise God. So we can't be in such a place, feeding on such food, and then we just walk as though we are just going through the park. Praise the Lord. There's got to be a purpose why we are here. And it is important for us to know the call of God upon our lives. Praise God. I remember one time after school, I ended up in a certain church, and because of the feeding that I was getting here, because this... At the time, this was a fellowship, and then it became church, but I used to be on and off, on and off, but I knew well where I was feeding from. So I ended up in a certain church, but even then, I would still bring my tithe here, because I said, this is where I feed from. So in that church, before I knew they were putting me in different places, you're here, you're there, you're here, you're there. I was, grow I was growing in their... Um, leadership. Praise God. They were giving me responsibilities. I was leading a group of people. Then I led a group that was leading other people. Then I was made another person now overseeing other groups. And I knew well where this was coming from. So after a time, the Lord helped me that we came back. When we came back here, we became like dwarfs. We were very great out there, doing so well. You stand and minister, and people are like, where do you come from? And many people would even tell us, you guys don't match this church. But when we came back here, I remember vividly, we stepped into that door there, and our father was here preaching, and he saw us, and we knew that he had seen us, like in a different way. I was in service, and I would actually tell my wife what he's going to speak next, and he would say it. Then I told my wife he's going to call us, and he called us. Everything was just in line. But when I came back here, it's like we went back to square one. Everything kind of disappeared. But all that happening, I knew well the call of God upon my life. And I knew well, and it kept on within me that this is what I'm called to be. This is what I'm called to do. So I just want to encourage us that the process is not going to be for a short time. Now stay in there. People usually say age like fine wine. And that means that the, I think it's the way it is kept to age. Praise God. Now keep in there. God is doing some work in you. But the thing that I'm bringing to your attention here is your call. What is that thing that God has called you to do? Praise the Lord. Um, there is a lot that um, 
the time is becoming too short to share. But um, I just want us to know. The Bible says in um, uh, the the Bible says yes. I've seen it. Um, first, first Timothy four fourteen. The Bible says, "Do not neglect that gift." Praise God. Let's open there quickly. Hallelujah. This is First Timothy, um, chapter four, verse fourteen. It says, "Do not neglect that gift that is in you, which was given to you." by prophecy with laying on of hands of the eldership. Praise God. Do not neglect that. But are you going to neglect what you don't know? I don't know if you all know the call of God upon your life, but this is, my, this is what I'm trying to bring to your notice, that you may find out what God has put upon your heart, what God has called you for. Praise God. Um, I want to quickly um, bring to our notice here that we live in funny times right now. I don't know, right now I may have to remind you of the corona at this moment because it is quite, it's fading. It's fading from our minds quite fast. Um, we, we see earthquakes happening, we see landslides, we see, we see wars, we hear wars, and all those sorts of things happening, praise God. I don't know what was prophesied by the Lord that has not yet happened. And I don't know why we keep forgetting. Praise the Lord. But I want to say this. We live in times where the devil is deceiving us so much. Praise God. And the Bible says that if the days are not shortened, even the very erect. Praise God. So we are not there is not some kind of proof that is going to make us not be deceived. Praise God. The devil will come to you today saying this is triple six. And you'll be like, no devil, I know triple six. Praise God. Tomorrow he will say this is six double six. And you will still fall for it. Praise God. But we need to know. We need to know what the devil is doing in this world currently. There's a scripture. Um, the apostles. Master, there's a scripture, I remember, um, which goes like, I'm just going to paraphrase. Let us not be like we do not know the schemes of the enemy. Praise God. And we know that the devil is out there. The Bible says is like a rolling lion. Praise God. That scripture is quite common. Um, First Peter 5. The Bible says it's like a, a lion, a rolling lion looking for someone to devour. If a lion is looking for someone to devour, that lion is hungry, praise God. And it won't give up until it finds who to devour, praise God. We see the devil having this kind of nature. He does not give up. He does not give up on us. He does not give up. And even when you read the scripture, the Bible says that when the Lord rebuked him, when he was tempting the devil, the Bible says that he went for a time, praise God. If he went for a time for our master, who are we? We are less than our master, praise God. Our master is our master, so if he went for a time, then for us is not, he's also going to just camp around us, praise God. He's going to do all sorts of these things that um, eat us up. We're going to find ourselves in different other things. But I want to, I want to bring to your notice that when, 
we give ourselves fully to God, having this mind that we are called to bring something into the body of Christ. We are called to express ourselves out there. We are going to fulfill the purposes of God for our lives. We are going to walk straight into the call of God for our lives. And that is going to be rewarding. Praise God. I believe that we shine for him. Praise God. I believe that we shine for him and it is his purposes that we get to shine. Praise the Lord. Um, there is something that I would love to, to also share. When, when I was reading the Bible, um, in those days when I used to minister in a certain church, I used to read the Bible so I could get what to preach. I used to read the Bible so I could, I could get what to share with people. And then the Lord rebuked me one time. He told me, stop reading to teach. Now he told me, read to learn. And the process was long. And the process is still on. But now I read the Bible to learn. And I'm learning many things. And there are things that happen. And you know, okay, this is God's work. God is doing work within us. That is when the effect takes place. And you can always tell that there is an effect that is taking place because of what God is doing. Knowing, knowing that this journey is not for our selfish gain. Praise God. We have to do something, but also we have to be very intentional about the call of God upon our lives. Praise God. Because that is something that we arise in. So I'm here to speak something to you. If you are thinking of arising, are you thinking of raising your status? If not, then we put that aside. If you're thinking of arising, are you thinking of improving a certain life? Are you thinking of improving a certain thing in your life? Are you thinking of improving your finances? Are you thinking of making this project look so good? Oh, maybe, uh, yeah, let me make this project look so good. Because even the man of God will share about it here. And then I will feel good. Praise God. The man of God will share about my excellence at work. And then I'll feel good. No, this is being so narrow. The reason he shares about that is because whoever excels at work has got something within them that arose that brought this other thing as a fruit. Praise God. So you see that you arise, not that you raise your things. Praise the Lord. You arise within you, not that you raise your things. Praise God. So I want to speak to us. You are doing something out there. You might be at your workplace and you're, you're doing well. Things are moving on well. Is there that thing that you do that you feel is eating you up? That you, that you think is making your inner being make effort? That is the thing that we should work on to push forward the thing that God has put within us. Praise God. I remember when um, one of the pastors shared that 
from that, that scripture in Proverbs that the spirit of a man is the candor of God. Praise God. So God is lighting that spirit within you. Aligning you to his call. Aligning you to the things that he has called you to do. That you may do those things and then every other thing will come into place. Praise God. Uh, when you see the amount of effort we put in um, other things, you wonder what would happen if we put the same effort in God. Praise God. I used to work somewhere and I had a different view of how things were going on at that workplace. So I sat down, settled, and drafted something. And it was, it was, um, it was like an organizational structure. I structured something and it made life very easy. I studied the way work is being done. I studied the way people are doing things, the way money is coming in, and came up with this very, very nice strategy and shared it with the people I was leading. I didn't even share with the boss because I thought he is not deserving. Um, so I shared it and I was thinking, okay, this is like worth a year's wage. Why am I doing it for them? And I felt like, mm, no, I shouldn't have done it. So then I just gave it to the people, but even the people I gave it to, they left because of the nature of the boss. So, but I felt within myself, I have worked my spirit out to produce this thing. And it was sacrifices. It was staying up till late. And because the thing was moving, I was okay. But then I came to realize if we are doing something for God, then we have this certain satisfaction within ourselves that there is, there is something that is bringing to that table or there is some effect that is making that is worth our efforts. Praise God. I thought about it as like, okay, what schemes are going on in the world right now? Do we know what the Muslims plan? Do we know what the homosexuals plan? When you read about these things, you'll find that these things, the, the things that we are seeing right now taking form, these schemes that we are seeing right now, we're just waking up to something that happened already. These things were, the people sat in boards way before we were born. And they drafted these things and they put their thoughts to them. They thought about the things, how the things will work and how they will get into the hearts of people slowly but surely. They sat in those boards, came up with these things and now we are only seeing them manifest now in, in a very, I don't know what to call it. It is just, it's too much for us to take in right now. But then these things happened way before. And these people knew well that they will not live long enough to see them. But they are here. Praise God. So as we see these things happen, as, as we see these things take place, now, we should not just think that they've just come up right now. All oh, the world has become so evil. No, the world was evil. Evil, 
evil is just spreading faster now. Praise God. But if people can sit down and come up with all these schemes, once I landed on a scheme, it was for, for the Muslims. And then they had these, these kind of plans. They, they knew they were going to get um, maybe foreign women from, from maybe Arabia or what, and then produce these nice-looking um, children. Then they knew that their boys will get into church to pick the believers, the girls, and then their girls also will pick the men, and then those people have to be converted. Of course, they know they also produce so many children. So they know they have all these things. And then they have their schools. And then they are teaching their people their things. And then they are making Islam look like what it should be, like, like it should be the thing that we are moving on with. They sat down. They have drafted all these things, and we are living to see them. You can be shocked when you, when you, when you get to understand what is happening in London. People are just, I mean, Islam is like, you know, when you see these um, celebrities convert to Islam, this is all about this strategy that was laid, praise God. I mean, I'm always disturbed by these schools that we know as traditional schools. They didn't even have any affiliation to Islam. But now you go to the school and you see these ladies dressed freely with that veil and it is okay. And I'm thinking, when did this become okay? Now these, these guys didn't just wake up, praise God. It was a scheme that was done many, many years ago, praise God. They know that they should get into those different mountains. They should get into academics, they should get into politics, they should get into such that they can get us all around, praise God. But now I thank God that here we have people who are in these different mountains, praise God. We have people in the different places and they are Christians. But now this is what I want to speak to you. You are there. You know you can put your head down to something and produce something substantial. You know you can sit down with the different, with the different people that you know in your circles, your connections. You know you can do something for the kingdom of God. I'm just encouraging you to go ahead. Are you in the medical field? How can this thing be used for the kingdom of God? Praise God. Are you in, are you in accountancy? I mean, how can we account for all these souls? People get born again and then we lose them. Praise God. Only if you were to call everyone for this church and you know they were born again from here, we would fill the seats. Praise God. But where are these souls? If we can account for money, we should account for the souls. Praise the Lord. Because this is what God desires. This is the will of God that all men be saved. Not, not confess once that they got saved. Praise God. But that they be saved. Now if he saves you and he leaves you here, he doesn't leave you here to get lost. He doesn't leave you here to lose Christ. Praise God. He wouldn't take that risk if he loves you so much. So this is what I'm trying to say. Are you out there? What do you do? Are you an engineer? What kind of thing can you do that can bring something into the kingdom of God? Praise the Lord. Are you a teacher? How can we penetrate 
the hearts of the students. Praise the Lord. As we are here trying to protect our children, oh, we are so careful that they don't go to those schools that have been exposed. Praise God. But I'm telling you, many girls are sleeping around, but you're only seeing those who are pregnant. So it is not safe anywhere. The schools that we think are Christians, these guys have schemed enough to also penetrate them. Praise God. So if our children are in those schools and they're not doing anything, they are just being safe. It is not safe. Praise the Lord. As families, let us get home and encourage these children to do something. Let us get home and encourage the people who go to school to do something. Because if you are in school and you are a soldier, then you are less vulnerable. Praise God. I mean, you are at school, but you are intentional about doing the right thing. You are intentional about your people doing the right thing. The students who are in school, you are preaching the word. Praise God. We, we, we studied these things while we were 13. I want to speak to the 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds. Praise the Lord. 14, 15. There was a guy who was a pastor. He was 16. He was putting on shorts. He was in school. And he was doing ministry. Praise the Lord. Now that kind of person, I mean, there are very, very minimal chances that they will come to you and say that they are homosexual. Praise God. Because they are attacking. They are doing some work. And God is facilitating that. Praise the Lord. But now also as um, who are placed in different places, like, like I sat down and, and thought through and drafted this thing and made it like the organization structure, the operational, um, the mode of operation at work. We can sit down and produce something. It might not be the final thing. It might not be the, the blueprint. But the Bible says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. God is going to give us grace to do this thing in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So um, I wanted to come today to just be like, to just be like Mordecai, a good cousin to you. You are Esther, you are out there. You are placed where you are. You have to know the reason why you are there. Praise the Lord. In any field, you have to know the reason why you are there and keep that reason alive in you. Praise the Lord. Keep the reason alive in you. Make sure that you know why you are there. Because if you don't do anything, salvation is coming from elsewhere, but you and your family will not survive. Praise the Lord. So what did Esther do after getting that information? She went ahead and gave herself to God, um, devoted herself, prayed, fasted for three days, and God granted grace. Praise the Lord. But the story didn't end there. There was battle, but from the winning side. Praise the Lord. I just want to remind you, always have God and the call of God in view. Don't put it somewhere 
Um, the people who do computer, who work with computer, always know there is D, praise God. That hard disk where you just store things, back up. No, put it on your desktop. Look at it always. What has God called you to do? What can you do where you are placed, praise God? Yes, you have been placed there. You are the queen now. This is the highest office. But what can you do there? Can you sit down? Can you get connections? Can you do certain things? While the devil is working, we also need to be working, praise God. We shouldn't look around and just wonder at how evil evil is, praise God. We shouldn't look around and just, have you heard the news? What are those guys are doing? No, there was the other part, praise God. When the Bible talks about, that must be Daniel, Daniel 12, when the Bible talks about um, evil increasing, there's also that part where, you know, godliness also has to take its place. But that's our part, praise the Lord. So let's concentrate on our part. Yes, we get to know that news, we get to know what's happening, but let's concentrate on our part, praise the Lord. Let us live like we know that the devil is too sharp. And I mean, if you are to think the devil is the longest, is, is the being that has been around longest, praise God. So um, I would love to just leave you this scripture. It's Revelation 12. It might not be a nice one to leave you, but um, I just want to leave you this scripture. Revelation 12. Um, Praise the Lord. There's a scripture that um, says, War to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has been cast down. Verse 1. Nine, okay, thank you so much. Yes. Okay, I've not got it, well, but there's, there's a scripture that says, war to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has been cast down and he is very, and with wrath, because he has a short time. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Yes, we have that scripture. Um, we might not, I may not have got it here, but the Bible says that the devil has been cast down and he, he, he has come with wrath because the time. Verse 12, 12, 12. Eh? Okay. I just want us to know that, praise the Lord, that the devil has a short time and he knows it. Let us know it, praise the Lord. Um... Thank you so much. We thank God for this moment. We thank God for what he has given us. Um, let's, let, let's stand up and give him praise and, and thank him for his word and pray through it. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. 
Thank you, King of Glory, for what you've given us this morning. Um, just use less than a minute and say thank you, Lord. Father, we pray, King of Glory, that you will put something in our spirit to bear fruit. You'll put something in our spirit, oh God, for your word to be manifested in our life. King of Glory, may we always remember why we shine. And may we always remember that it is your glory that is risen upon us. So may we always know that we are reflecting that glory. And Father, may we always be mindful of the call of God upon our lives. We're pricking of glory that everyone, where they are placed, with the gift they are given, Lord, they will shine for your glory and father king of glory that 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 you put in us shall come forth in the mighty name of jesus we thank you lord lord we seal your word every little bit lord that we've got we seal it in you that it will stay in us lord we seal it by the spirit May it give us life. May we take on the life. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.